MSW Media. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Wednesday, March 9th, 2022. Today, Guy Reffitt is found guilty on all counts, including obstructing an official proceeding in the first jury trial of a 1-6 defendant. Proud Boys leader Enrique Tarrio has been arrested and charged for his role in the attack on the Capitol. The judge in the Eastman Chapman University emails case heard arguments today but made no ruling. The archives hands over the White House visitor logs and Pence records to the 1-6 committee. The Senate passes the Emmett Till anti-lynching bill by unanimous consent. Several major retailers close stores in Russia as Fitch downgrades their debt rating. U.S. intelligence says Russia does not want to engage with U.S. military directly. The Florida Senate passes the Don't Say Gay bill. Poland agrees to give Ukraine 28 MiG fighters via the United States. And a high-powered group targets Trump election lawyers for disbarment. I'm Allison Gill. And good Lord, I'm Dana Goldberg. That came in two seconds under our longest intro ever. Just Really? I thought that was it. I totally thought that this was the longest intro ever. I think there are more stories. Okay, that's yeah. fair. Yep, but you ripped through it because you're just that damn good. <laughs> now it's a heavy, heavy news day. I know. So we're going to forego the interview today and uh, just dig into the headlines and then uh, head straight into the good news because I think we need to go. That sounds it. really good to me. I appreciate it. From the headlines right to the good news today. We have so much to get to. So let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right. First up, stand back, stand by and find out. (laughs) Uh, Henry Enrique Tario, longtime leader of the Proud Boys, has been indicted on a conspiracy charge, two conspiracy charges in the January 6, 2021 Capitol attack. This is the second high profile arrest of an extremist leader accused of fueling political violence around the 2020 election results. An indictment unsealed in federal court in D.C. on Tuesday accuses Tario of conspiring with other senior Proud Boy leaders, Nordine, Pizzolo, Real, Biggs, and Donahoe. Tario was not at the Capitol that day. Remember when Merrick Garland said, we will find you all, whether you were there or not. Uh, And he has denied that he or his group organized any violence there. (laughs) Ha ha, sure. Uh, He had been ordered to stay outside of D.C. shortly before January 6th, part of his bond conditions in a separate criminal case where he burned a Black Lives Matter banner he stole from a church. Seems like a fun, nice guy. You know, because flag burning, they're into that. Yeah, yeah, they're totally and stealing from churches. Yeah. Now, the new indictment pointedly ties Tario to Stuart Rhodes, noting that even after Tario was ordered by a court to leave D.C., he didn't do so right away. And on January 5th, the night before the attack, the indictment says he met in a parking garage in the city with Rhodes and other individuals, quote, known and unknown to the grand jury for about 30 minutes. And during that encounter, a participant referred to the Capitol. There's also an unnamed person known to the grand jury that Taria was communicating with. Now, it's not Rhodes because Rhodes is mentioned by name in other parts of this indictment. It could be a three percenters leader or it could be. Roger Stone or Ali Alexander. But whomever it is, the Department of Justice is investigating that person as well. Keep that in mind. Good. All right. Thanks, A.G. And the U.S. National Archives and Records Administration has delivered White House visitors logs from the former guy's administration to the Congressional Committee investigating the January 6th attack on the Capitol. That's what the committee said on Friday. 
And NARA, they also turned over records from former Vice President Mike Pence uh, meeting their March 3rd deadline. Trump had tried to block the release of the visitor logs, but President Joe Biden rejected his claim, which was beautiful. And they were subject to exec that. They were subject to executive privilege. That was bullshit. Now, several, <laughs> several courts, including the U.S. Supreme Court, that one way up there, have also ruled against the Republican ex-president's efforts to block the release of various records to the committee. So that's a short one, but it's a good one and a good win for the good guys. Yes, yes. And speaking of privilege claims over documents, the judge in the Eastman case presided over a hearing in which John Eastman, well, his attorney, argued all of his tired arguments about how the Chapman University emails are subject to attorney-client and work-product privilege. House counsel Doug Letter presented his arguments as laid out in his filing, the one, the big one, that I went over last Friday on the beans. That's the one that has the seven reasons that privilege doesn't apply, including crime fraud exception, right? And a third-party exception, the fact that they didn't have a signed engagement letter, the fact that the Chapman University server says, don't expect any privacy here. And, of course, the the urgent need for the emails by the committee. Doug Letter told the judge that the easiest path here is to rely on the Chapman University argument. That's the easiest thing to do. Uh, Eastman has no expectation of privacy using that server. The lawyer for Chapman University was there, and he told the court that Eastman was actually not authorized to use the nonprofit university's email network to support a political candidate. That's per IRS rules for nonprofits. And... They told him to stop and admonished him for it. Uh, Eastman's lawyers argued that uh, that was politically motivated, uh, while also trying to argue his client's communications weren't political in nature, but strictly legal advice. And Doug Letter said said that in one of the emails, which, you know, we went over, I called it the smoking gun email, Eastman advises Pence's counsel to violate the law. And that's no legal advice I would ever give in anticipation of litigation, Doug Letter said. That's not, uh, that's, I wouldn't give that legal advice to anybody. You should violate the law. (laughs) I mean, well, we've also seen the caliber of these lawyers, you know. Yeah, 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 true. Now, I have the entire hearing on the Mueller She Wrote Twitter feed all typed out for you to peruse at your leisure. Uh, The judge adjourned without a ruling. My prediction is the judge will probably just avoid the entire crime fraud exception issue by ruling on one of the other six reasons that privilege doesn't apply, like the Chapman University server issue or the ambiguity of Eastman's third party agents issue. He had like hundreds of people listed as like, well, these are other people who are attorneys. So attorney client privilege, uh, you know, applies here. And the judge is like, do you have signed agreements with any of them? He's like, no, but, you know, you don't need those. (laughs) So it's just ridiculous. Now, uh, the judge could order an in-camera review for crime fraud, but he may want to avoid that ruling because saying crime fraud needs to be reviewed could taint a future jury. It could make people think that the judge is saying that crimes were committed by Trump and Eastman. Uh, Same reason Mueller wouldn't say Trump committed obstruction of justice when the Mueller report came out. Uh, But I want to warn everybody, be careful that thinking charging Trump is going to be easy. Trump apparently refused to sign a letter saying that Eastman was his attorney. Oh, geez. And when the committee said, we need your engagement letter to, to show that you're his attorney so that you can claim attorney-client privilege, he sent him an unsigned blurb. And, and what that means, according to Andrew Torres, at least, is like, look, if you don't have that originally, original signed engagement agreement, that's okay. Then you go back to the client and you say, hey, I need you to sign an affidavit saying, you know, we lost the thing, but he's been my lawyer over these issues since this time and ending at this time. And so it appears uh, that we don't know, we don't have any proof of this, 
that Eastman probably went back to Trump and said, sign this thing. And he was like, no, no, thank you. I don't know you. You're a coffee boy. (laughs) And, you know, this could be setting Eastman up as the fall guy with Trump's defense being that he truly believed the election was stolen. Now, you and I know that's stupid. Yes. But that will be his defense. And a gun shy prosecutor might decline to prosecute like they declined to prosecute Junior for the Trump Tower meeting because he was too dumb to crime. He didn't know taking oppo research of value from Russia was a crime. So just be prepared for that possibility. Okay, I just want everyone to like not put all your eggs in that one basket. That story makes me want to drink. Okay. (laughs) And speaking of terrible lawyers like the ones we were just talking about. A dark money group with ties to Democratic Party heavyweights. This is actually a great story. We'll we'll spend, they're going to spend millions this year to expose and try to disbar more than 100 lawyers who worked on Donald Trump's post-election lawsuits. People involved in the effort, that's what they told Axios. So the 65 Project, that's what they're called, plans to begin filing complaints this week. And it will air ads in the battleground states, which is awesome. It hopes to deter right-wing legal talent from signing on to any future GOP efforts to overturn the elections, including the midterms of 2024, and you know they will. Now, the group that takes its name from account of lawsuits that sought to invalidate the 2020 results. Yeah, the group has three categories of targets, the good guys. Now, this is according to plans reviewed by Axios. Trump's legal inner circle, including lawyers such as campaign hands Jenna Ellis, you know, how great she was that yeah. Uh, Boris Epstein. Is it Epstein? Is it Epstein? Epstein. 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 It's, it's, it's very much spelled like Epstein. So Boris, that good old guy, and post-election lawyers like Sidney Powell and Joe DeGeneva. So lawyers who signed on as, quote, alternative electors who plan to submit their names to the Electoral College in lieu of legitimate elector slates if Trump-aligned legal challenges succeeded. And there's also licensed attorneys who participated in or were present at the January 6, 2021 attack on the U.S. Capitol. They're all on the list for these ads and for this attack. Cool. This is cool. I I agree. This is the kind of dark money I'm into. Right? Uh, All right. That's awesome. Best of luck to them. Uh, Next up, Guy Reffitt, a Texas militia member who was at the head of an early wave of rioters who stormed the Capitol on January 6th, was found guilty on all five felony charges he faced, uh, including obstructing an official proceeding, carrying a firearm during the attack, and threatening witnesses. Also, assaulting police officers. The verdicts are an important milestone for the Justice Department in the first jury trial since the attack that threatened the presidential transfer of power. U.S. District Judge Dabney Friedrich set Reffitt's sentencing for June 8th, He faces a maximum possible sentence of 60 years in prison. It won't be anywhere near that. He'll get much less in accordance with federal sentencing guidelines. Uh, One juror told Politico that the jury was thorough, but there was no real disagreement on the panel and they didn't need much time due to the strength of the government's case. (laughs) Good. They were only in there like an hour. The juror also said some of the most devastating evidence against Reffitt were the recordings of him repeatedly vowing to drag Speaker Pelosi and other lawmakers from the Capitol. Quote, his own words played a big part in how we looked at the evidence. Good. I'm glad that they had that. My God. And AG, the U.S. Senate, the U.S. Senate passed the Emmett Till anti-lynching bill. Thank God. Today by unanimous consent. So which is really interesting that none of the racists in the room decided that they were going to dissent. Now, it almost passed a while back. I don't know if you remember that Rand Paul that guy, he's the one that objected. So he didn't object this time. But the Florida State Senate, this is the sad news of today and the angering news for me. 
The Senate passed the Don't Say Gay bill today in Florida, and that prohibits, and this is a quote, classroom discussion about sexual orientation or gender identity in the state's primary schools. You can't even say it. You can't bring it up. You can't discuss it. So the Parental Rights and Education Bill, and that's the formal name of the Don't Say Gay Bill, uh, which was passed in both legislative bodies, largely along party lines. What that's done is it's, it's just added fuel to this latest American culture war, which has put students in its crosshairs and with the combination of book bans, pride flag removals, and bills targeting the LGBTQ youth in Florida. And it's spreading all over the country in different states. Mm-hmm. Now, DeSantis, if he, if he actually signs this bill, uh, it's going to go into effect July 1st. Um, I imagine he will sign it. And then I imagine there will be plenty of lawsuits. Oh, so fast. So many, so fast. And in addition to Visa and MasterCard and PayPal ending business in Russia, McDonald's and Starbucks are closing their locations and Coca-Cola and Pepsi are cutting ties as well. In addition, Biden has banned Russian oil, natural gas and coal imports to the United States, which makes up about 7% of our gas, by the way. So gas prices will go up a tiny bit. But I'm sure big oil will continue to exploit this crisis to price gouge Americans. And let's be clear, the only reason the GOP supports this is so they can blame Biden for gas prices in an election year. If they really actually cared about Ukraine, they'd find out where it is on a map and they would have voted to impeach and remove Donald for blocking military aid and monetary aid and then extorting Zelensky, which he was later you know, impeached for. But they didn't vote for that. Also. Fitch has downgraded Russia's sovereign debt rating by six notches further into junk territory for, uh, to C from B, saying debt default is now imminent. And uh, Poland is ready to deploy all of its MiG-29 jets to Ramstein Air Base in Germany and put them at the disposal of the United States and urges our NATO members that own planes of that type to do the same. That's according to the foreign ministry on Tuesday. U.S. lawmakers pushed Joe Biden administration on Monday to facilitate the transfer of the fighter aircraft to Ukraine from Poland, as well as other NATO and Eastern European countries after a plea on Saturday from Volodymyr Zelensky, President Zelensky. So he's going to do that. We're going to give him those MiGs. I love it. And AG, I heard that the U.S. intelligence has learned that Russia does not want direct conflict with the United States. And I want to know what you think about that. Well, it makes sense. We're getting a we're getting an unvarnished look at the Russian military's quote unquote might. Yeah, it's, it's not running out of gas. There's no morale. They run out of they don't have food. They don't have fuel. They got drones knocked out of the sky by pickle jars. That's the best. <laughs> Cucumber jars. I love that story. If you guys yeah. haven't heard this and you're listening, I think it was a grandmother took out a, a Russian drone with a jar of pickles. Pickled tomatoes and pickled plums, tomatoes. Right? Yeah, Something pi- like that. Pickled vegetables, basically. Something Either pickled. way. It was a jarring. And then she went out. Yeah, it was a drive-by jar. Yeah. And then and then she went out and found the drone on the ground and stomped on I mean, it. It's made sure so it was good. totally broken. Yeah, so. I agree with you. I think that this is really, you know, the emperor has no clothes. So that was so they, that's the old saying. It's one of those things. You know what this reminds me of? It honestly reminds me of Oz. When they're going up and it's this booming voice, and then the dog Toto goes and pulls down the curtain, and it's just this scared old man, you know, with this giant mi- megaphone. A lot of it feels like this. I know that's dumbing down this thing, but there is no, the Russian military is, this is not a good showing for them in this situation. I definitely don't think they want to go to war with the United States. No, they, they shouldn't. We've actually been keeping up. Our nuclear stockpile. And, Absolutely. And we've maintained, I mean, we have what, a fucking almost trillion dollar a year budget for the goddamn Department of Defense. 
And we built all those F-35s. We spent a shitload of money on that. We don't even use them. Why don't we send the, like, I think if we send our own planes, then that's a, a step too far. I don't understand the rules, but I'm, I'm very glad that we elected an administration or elected a man who appointed an administration that does understand the rules and uh, will follow them. And I have been very impressed with I this administration. I am so deeply grateful that Joe Biden is our president during this conflict, uh, the, during this invasion. Deeply grateful. Yeah. And anybody who says that uh, Putin wouldn't have invaded if Trump were still president, that's probably correct because Trump would have disbanded NATO, withdrawn the U.S. from NATO, put Russia back into the G7, making it the G8, and, and handed over one of his many Ukraine peace plans, which included carving up the country for Putin. Uh, so... Uh, you know, Zelensky didn't push back when he was in office on that. And that's why he withheld the aid and blackmailed him and extorted him, tried to get dirt on Joe Biden. And that's that's why Putin wanted him, wanted to help him in 2016 in the first place was to get him in there to drop sanctions, because that was part of one of the peace plans, too. And uh, and to carve up Ukraine for him. But um, that's not something Joe Biden's willing to do. So I mean, can you imagine Manafort and all these people were talking to Putin going, get this puppet in there. He's going to do your bidding for you. And then he got in there and Putin was like, this jackass is who you. S- OK, thanks for giving me something to work with. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean, at least his plan was on the table. Yeah, exactly. You know, and he was hard on NATO and just abandon our allies. This is exactly what Putin wanted. So. Exactly. Exactly. All right. I think we need to have some good news. Oh, so we're please. Gonna, we're going to do that right after this break. Everybody stick around. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. It's AG for the beans. And today's show is brought to you by the good people at Helix Sleep. There is nothing worse than tossing and turning all night and then feeling exhausted all day or sore. Uh, I used to have the worst sleep patterns, a bunch of anxiety, but also I was sleeping on a mattress made for someone else. But Helix Sleep came to the rescue. I took their quick online quiz at helixsleep.com slash dailybeans, and it relieved all my sleep issues. It was great. I got the perfect mattress to fit my sleep style and preferences, and now I fall asleep fast and stay asleep all night. Helix has mattresses to fit every sleeping style and body type. They have soft, medium, and firm mattresses, side sleeping, back sleeping, tummy sleeping mattresses body temperature regulators, they have spinal alignment mattresses, and even the Helix Plus mattress for plus-size sleepers. I was matched with a Helix Midnight because I'm a side sleeper, and I prefer a medium-firm mattress, and it's perfect for me. And thanks to Helix, I fall asleep right away, and I sleep all night. I get that good deep REM sleep, and I wake up feeling refreshed and alert, and I'm I'm not sore. My lower back doesn't hurt anymore. Helix has over 12,000 five-star reviews. They were awarded number one best overall mattress pick of 2019 and 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. Leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine recommend Helix to improve your sleep. They have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 sleeps risk-free. And if you don't love it, they'll pick it up and refund all your money. There's no risk here. And they even have financing options and flexible payment plans available. And right now, Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for listeners at helixsleep.com slash dailybeans. That's helixsleep, H-E-L-I-X sleep.com slash dailybeans for up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows. All right, everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Well, we'll blow on good news is on the way. And if you have any good news, corrections, confessions, idioms, whoopee stories, Halloween pictures, which I take all year, in fact, any recipes, holiday, Thanksgiving, whatever you, anything. anything. You know what I like? Kids on Easter bunny laps. I love those photos too. <laughs> 
<laughs> whatever you want to send. Easter is coming, isn't it? And you can also send if you have a small business or you're creating, you're a crafter, you're doing your thing, you can send us that information. We'll give you a shout out too. All right. I'm going to kick us off with Panda Chronicle, pronouns she and her. I am answering the stuffy Wooby crafty call. Oh, three in one. The Winnie the Pooh bear that my friends gave me freshman year of college turns 50 this year. Oh, goodness. And she goes, how the hell did that happen? Seriously, how <laughs> dare you? How very dare you? I know. And the attached photos... I share most, but not all of my stuffy collection. I'm here to tell you, you're never too old for stuffed animals. Many of them are um, pandas. The pandas have been massing for the last 12 years, and some come from far-flung places. One came from a little shop in Kingswear, just across the river from Dartmouth, and was made in Cornwall. Wow. Another came from the Calgary Zoo, where my friends and I astounded the panda gift shop staff by swooping in and buying up almost all the available stock of some particularly adorable panda stuffy. <laughs> Not content with acquiring pandas, I became obsessed with needle felting. This is the crafty part. Yes. I started making needle felted pandas. Awesome. Since needle felting was the perfect activity for the pandemic, it became a little bit of an obsession. I lost track with how many I made after I hit 400. Whoa. Most of those are sold, but I keep making them. And I want a panda because my very first stuffy was a panda from the San Diego Zoo. She continues, lately I started making cats and I came up with a project to benefit a sort of local animal shelter I like a lot, which is explained on the felty page of my website, yourbrainonpandas.com slash felties hyphen revisited. <laughs> I've attached a photo of the stuffy collection along with some of the felt kitties, which oh vary God. in size from two and a half inches tall to three and a half inches tall. Oh my God. That's a lot of pandas. Oh, this is so cute. Oh, and look at the kitties. Oh, my God. They're adorable. These are amazing. These really are. Oh, I love the red panda. Dude, I love the red pandas. They're not like the black and white media whores. You know what I mean? They're like totally. chill. They're adorable. They put their arms up and like they want to hug when they're threatened, oh, which is just God, so, they're cute. so cute. I also like that there's an explanation to this. And I'll just say this. Um. Uh, from the Panda Chronicle. If I had come to your place not with this story, I would be like, what the fuck is going on in this house? <laughs> but the fact that right, I have an explanation. Like looking here at Oh my you, God, like... just 40 cats staring at me. And then all these pandas, I'd be like, oh, my, I'm in the, okay. But it is adorable with the explanation and everything else. I love that you have a, it looks like a mouse that is directing, like it's an orchestra director. <laughs> so cute. Looks like that's what that is. Oh my God. So sweet. Or okay. a Harry Potter wizard mouse. Oh, that's what it is. Orchestra director. Oh, good Lord, Dana. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. This is from Anonymous, pronouns they, them. Hello, dear queens of the Leguminati. Hello. On this terrible day of a new land war in Europe, I had to cheer myself up slightly by thinking up insults to some of the enemies of America. So here it goes. Paul Gosar is so dumb, he can't figure out which way the ATM card goes into the slot. Mm. Paul Gosar is so dumb, he can't figure out how to escape from finger cuffs. <laughs> Paul Gosar is so dumb, he thinks Ronnie Jackson is a statesman. Yeah. Mm. And by the way, Ronnie Jackson is so dumb, he thinks we should sanction the Canadians for ending the trucker blockade. Not enough, I know, but I'm doing what I can. Anyway, sending love to y'all and all the Leguminati. My pet tax today is my friend's lovely, elusive Matilda. Oh, Cute baby. baby. Look at the baby. Look at the face. I know, with the little dark on the ear right there. That's so adorable. sweet. 
looks very soft. Oh, look at <laughs> Very, very cute. Yes. Oh, it likes the belly rubs. Good to know. All right. Next up from anonymous pronoun she and her. Dear Beans Queens, I just want to let you know how much I fucking love you ladies. Yes. You are funny, smart, engaging, thoughtful, and so supportive. You need to know how much your listeners appreciate you. Whether you make us laugh or cry, we love you all. AG, DG, AC, you are truly inspiring. DG, love the women's soccer story. Thank you. I've been following it for years, and I'm so happy with the results. It reminds me of when Venus Williams fought for equal pay for women at Wimbledon. Doing it for future generations. These women are definitely heroes and role models. Thank you all for brightening up each day. As a pet tax, here are our boys for Guess the Breed. They are brothers from a litter found and rescued from a reservation with their sweet mama at about a week old. Uh, Mana or Mana is the black and tan and Pono is the brindle. And yes, they really are brothers from the same litter and they love the snow. So difficult to pick just three photos out of the thousands of my funny sweet pups. Oh, look at these babies. Look at the third picture. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right, so pity, right? Oh, yeah. I see some sharp... No. What is the stripey thing? Chow. The stripey thing. Where do you see Sharpies. the stripey? Well, the dog's striped. Like, it's uh, brown and black. Uh, Not brown. It's brindle. brown and darker brown. Is that, that what brindle? brindle? Is that what that yeah, is? That's, okay. It looks, yeah, like that's there's German she- it looks like there's German Shepherd in the third picture. It does. And I also maybe see Akita. You say Shepherd. I'm writing these down. Yep. I'm going to say Chow, because you know. Why not? All right. Let's see what we got. Here we go. German Shepherd. Yep. Though mama with mana, probably some healer. Yeah. Maybe part Catahoula or Mountain Cur. He's our first brindle pup and we love his colors. Oh, so they are very sweet. beautiful. They really are. All right. So we got, we got yeah, Shepherd. We got Shepherd. There <laughs> we go. Else. That's it. All right. Moving on. Let's just get rid Since of that. Since you don't quite know, I'm guaranteeing you there's Chow Chow in there just because the odds are. <laughs> All right, this is from Peg Tilling, pronoun she and her. My good news is that clump of matted fur on the back leg of my cat Clementine, large enough to be called the butt bun, is finally gone. So Clem (laughs) no longer has to cuss me out as I try to get it off. Now, the butt bun incident, plus your podcast, made me think muse with swearing. Ah, Yep, which led to blues with swearing, which sounds like another fun pass, the earworm game. I've left out the na 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 between each line and the guitar riff at the end. Oh God, I have to do this. Okay, na 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 na. Okay, uh, woke up this morning to news from the Ukraine. Ukraine, Putin using bombs like Viagra. I said, "Fuck that man." Can you help me with this? Idea? <laughs> Uh, for blues, I would say woke up this morning. Oh, that's da, blues. Na, na, oh, da, na, from Ukraine. Oh, yes. Da, na, na, na. Using bombs like Viagra. Da, da, na, na, na. I said, fuck that man. man. Now I'm with framed. you. I don't know what comes Oh, next. my God. That was good. <laughs> See, this is why I called on her people, because I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Just now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Sometimes uh, I'm just pretty. Okay. Thanks for helping me get through the circus of crises. The past few years have been. Can't wait to see what pops out of the clown car next year. All right. I know. I don't want to see it. Pod Pet Tax is Clementine, making sure I'm earning the kibble. Not kidding. Not knitting. My God, Dana, I haven't even been drinking. (laughs) I'm earning the kibble, not knitting. On a work from home day. Behind her is one of the many whoobies that live on my couch, or as I like to call them, the throw pillows with eyes. Oh, my God. Look. My God, that was painful. I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> look at that beautiful creamsicle. So sweet. 
on the floofy oh, tail. Oh, she looks so soft. I know. I want to pet. Next up from Brian from San Diego. Yay, San Diego. Pronouns he and him. Hello, AG Dana and the Daily Beans crew. By the way, Dana's going to be in San Diego at Martini's Above Fourth. On April on 16th, Saturday April 16th. night. And I'm going to be there too. And probably so is our web designer and her wife and yeah. probably everybody that I know. Oh my God, let's do it. Tickets are selling fast, so get yours. So we if you, we don't want you to sell out and have you miss out on that show. It's myself, um, Bruce Valanche, and Suzanne Westenhofer. Some legends. Dude, Westenhofer that, yeah. is a fucking legend. I yeah. uh, love bread. She's such a cool lineup. Seriously, I am a recovering comic and I can guarantee you that those are that's a badass lineup. That is that is a hundred and ten dollar lineup for sure, you know. Yeah, and that's not how much the tickets. No, cost, most sure. expensive tickets only forty five. Boom. Fuck, dude, that's so that's such a good deal. All right. Anyway, Brian from San Diego. My name is Brian, longtime listener, patron, and North Park neighbor. This is fucking rad. Uh, I don't really know where to start, but here goes. A few months ago, my partner and I decided to put down our seventeen year old Jack Russell Terrier Ahab. He was my best friend, but he was blind, deaf and suffering. So on December 6th, we sent him to a farm upstate. The same morning, my mother called me to inform us that my father had passed away. My dad had been fighting systemic cancer for about a year and was in terrible pain. I was close to my father, even though we argued constantly about politics. He loved Fox News. He was my mentor for the last 49 years. So we spent the holidays in New Jersey, mourning my dad with friends and family. I returned home to San Diego, got a call January 20th, informing us that my mother had been killed in a fire that burned down our family home. My mother was a truly amazing person, selfless and caring, adventurous and active, even at 75. She had also been helping to raise my sister's two little girls, 11 and 8, since their father had run off. (sighs) Since that day, we've been doing our best to deal with the pain and grief while trying to handle family affairs, but the struggle has been real, not to mention the flaming hot shit show that is geopolitics lately. Yeah, Brian, I can't imagine. But now for the good news, I'd like you to meet Otis. He's a 10-week-old puppy therapist who joined our family a week ago. He's licked away our tears and has started to heal our wounded hearts. When I look at this precious little dog, I see my mom, earnest and kind, my dad, clever and stubborn, and Ahab, loyal and fun, and I can smile again and feel hope. I will attach some photos of Otis. Thank you for all the important work you're doing. Brian. Brian, if I can give you a hug right now, I would and I give the best hugs ever. You can ask people. Oh, I'm so sorry you've had so much happen. The dog though and this love so sweet. Oh, we don't save them, they've saved us. This dog is in North Park. That's within petting distance. Oh my god. Yep. Just saying, Brian. And then we have the beautiful Catherine Ann Hoffman obituary yes. attached as well. I am so sorry for everything you've been going through. And, you know, to add the politics shit show on top of it, it has to be so tough. Oh, um, shit. But this this beautiful little pup, this beautiful puppers, what an amazing gift. Indeed. Oh, good news and good heart and all kinds of good stuff today. Just the bad news from the news news. I can't stop looking at this little puppy. I know. With the tail, little flag tail, and the ears that are all up on top of the head, but floppy forward. Floppy fleur. Oh, my God. So oh, adorable. gosh. He really is so cute. Thank you, everybody, for sending in your good news. Uh, we appreciate that very, very much. And um, Dana, any final thoughts today? Um, I don't have any final thoughts today. I am wiped out. I don't know why. I am. It's, no. it, it's only halfway through the week, and I am just wiped, so... 
Um, I'm going to listen to your final thoughts and take them to heart. That's what I'm going to do. I am wiped too. I think it's because I spent four hours live tweeting that fucking Eastman hearing. And oh my that God. Such a douche. I'm sure. <laughs> stupid. You know what though? He wasn't as bad as like a Sydney Powell. It's on, not really on, that hard to, yeah. Yeah. From like a, from like a, on a scale of from, you know, Sydney Powell to Joyce Vance, he was probably around, uh, you know, that douchebag that was the lawyer for Trump during the impeachment trial. Yep. Somewhere yeah. around a two. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, my final thoughts are I just want everybody to to stay safe and stay happy. I know we're getting an increase in the number of COVID numbers in New York. I hope this doesn't result in another wave that keeps us home and wrecks our summer. So Ugh. I need everyone to send out good vibes, positive vibes, because I want to get to D.C. in May to watch these hearings. <laughs> I really want to be there. Seriously. In the room. And uh, I'm also very much looking forward to seeing your show on April 16th, Dana. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. We will be back tomorrow, everybody. Uh, Until then, we'll see what the news is like (laughs) on Wednesday for the Thursday show. But please, until then, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health. Vote blue over Q. I've been AG. And I've been DG. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg and Amy Carrero. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane, with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants, and the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com. MSW Media. <laughs>